Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Welcome back, everyone. Happy spoopy season. This intro is a bit long, so bear with me. We are now in our third year of doing Let's Be Legendary, and I think I speak for all of us when I say, wow. This has been such an awesome ride. We actually got a huge boost of downloads this summer. So if you're new here, hi, I'm Chris. I voice Talia, and I'm usually the one doing the intros. Thank you so much for checking us out and feel free to come say hi to us on our Discord server. We're planning on upping our internet presence game this year, so you've picked a fun time to join us. As we do every October, we'll be doing our 13 days of Halloween starting on the 19th. Patreon will be getting all of those episodes early, so look forward to a whole batch of them in the next few weeks. Also look forward to the October art challenge that Megzi is going to be doing throughout the month. They look really good, y'all. Back on Patreon for a moment, things got a little hectic with my day job and all the stuff from this year, so we might have lost track if we thanked our patrons on the show. We're going to remedy that now. So shout out to all these lovely people who are keeping the lights on and the downloads flowing. Corinne and Larissa, Tyler Haney, Dave M, Brian Johnson, Cassandra Fry, Ellen, Senchi Stock, Megan, Michelle Martin, Jess Richards, Shoral, Christine, Ray Atomic, S. Narwhal, Chris Lester, Anton Peterson, Nixon Emery, Laura Levick, Delusions of a Fox, Danny White, Ashley Dovakin, Sam Vidal, Susan, Jamie, Chris Parker, M, and Sam Goldman. If for any reason I didn't use the name you'd like me to, please email us or message us on Discord to let us know. And another thank you to Gajama0525 who not only is a Discord regular, but they left us a really sweet review on iTunes. This is an amazing actual play podcast filled to the brim with LGBTQ plus characters. And alongside that, they tackle other world issues such as racism. Other than that, it's just a fantastic podcast with a very intricate story that started because the players in the DM were bored. Thank you so much for that review, Gajama. It really helps us out a lot. All right, this intro is running way long, so I'm going to stop talking and get into the episode. But thank you all again. I will never get tired of saying that. We hope you enjoy the first episode of season three. It's the beginning of a very magical ride. Stay legendary. This season is dedicated to our epic supporters on Patreon and the amazing community in our Discord server. Ever since we launched this podcast, we've watched this community grow. And through it, we've met some of the most amazing people who have helped this podcast be more than we ever dreamed it could be. For all the times we've gotten discouraged, it's this community that's really pulled us through and kept us going. So from the crew, thank you, all of you. I wish there was a way to express how much you've truly done for us. This season is for you. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes, mentions of body odor, execution by gunshot to the head, descriptions of suicide by hanging, and self-mutilation to write with their blood.
beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, the cracks grow wider and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds and know it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. Welcome back to Let's Be Legendary. It's been so long. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today. Uh, oh, drag queens are always relevant. So we are back after what has been a little bit of a break for us as we got super focused on editing and making sure that you guys had stuff to listen to. You know, that's kind of important. Yeah. Slightly, maybe. So I am your DM, Molly. This is our Wild West steampunk fantasy mashup of every single genre game. <laughs> the Fae Wild West. That's the one. Yes. So what happened when we left our heroes? And what are we? I forgot an adjective. I had a meme. I had a meme. You had a meme. So last we left our acquitted adventurers. <laughs> and we, sh we sure are acquitted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James had come knocking at their door in the middle of the night with the news that Leroy Brown had escaped custody. So he quickly leads you over to Sarah's office and the entire station is a buzz. There are constables running to and fro. There are people bringing reports of where he could possibly be heading to or who saw him last. You are brought over to the office of Chief Constable Sarah Kremen. On the way over, I do my eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> As a free action, I do my eyebrows. They're perfect. I look like I didn't just get... Right out of bed. Yes. <laughs> you come up to Sarah's office and the doors are standing open. You have never come to our office with the doors open. They have always been closed. These are now standing open with people coming to and fro. Sarah is inside giving orders for various parts of the city to be searched. As soon as we get in there, how? I use someone tells you to make that that echo. Okay. And just a little bit of the crowd shake. Just a little bit. <laughs> the room goes dead quiet and like everybody's staring at the two of you. Somebody answer me right now. Sarah comes out from behind her desk. We don't know. You don't know. 
Chief Constable, that is not good enough. I am aware of that. And she looks over to somebody standing right next to her, who you've seen a couple times around, and specifically when you guys went down to the prison levels. Looks to be one of the guard, but Hmm. in a more decorated uniform. All right. The answers I have been receiving are not to my satisfaction, and they will be investigated further. However, at this moment, we are concerned with trying to recapture. Though, to be perfectly honest, we do not know exactly how long he has been missing. So which one of these bozos was supposed to be watching him? Someone who will be investigated and questioned thoroughly. Need help? We are good at it. They will be questioned. They are currently being detained. However, that is not my chief concern at the moment. Then what is your chief concern? Chief? My chief concern at the moment is finding a self-confessed mass murderer. Would you be able to tobacco him? I don't know where to start. I mean, he could take me to a cell and I could sniff him out, but... If he used any other way to get out, except on foot, I'm at a loss. Plus, this is a city. It's not like there aren't a million fucking smells everywhere. At this point, actually, the guard steps up. We have no idea how he escaped. However, we are nearly certain it could not have been merely on foot. Why? What makes you say that? Because he was locked in the lowest levels, which means he would have had to get through at least three checkpoints unnoticed by eight different guards. So magic. Are there any sort of anti-magic fields in, in the cells? The academy was enlisted decades ago when the cells were first built with all sorts of magical protections and anti-teleportation wards. However, as we are discovering, people are always coming up with new ways around such things. Or perhaps old ways that people have forgotten about. Low tech is always the best way to go with this sort of shit. What about the other Venasi members that came here for the trial? Are they still here? They are. They're dead. Oh, on fire? No. No? What happened? Every single one hanged themselves. How? Bed sheets, in most cases. Where are their bodies? It currently remains in their cells. May I pay them a visit? Do they still have that necklace on them? We were sure to confiscate no. any such... Amulets. Yes. Perhaps that would be a good place to start. You try. Can I see his cell? She nods and nods to the guard. Division of labor. You go see the dead bodies, I'll go, I'll go check out his cell. Right. Uh, well, for the most part, they're in the same direction, so. Perfect. Off we go. Uh, the guard introduces himself as uh, Brasham. Brasham? Brasham. Human? Dwarf? What? He looks to be actually mostly human, possibly some dwarf somewhere in the family line. As we are going down, two things. I've taken out my tape measure and wrapped it up on my hand. Okay. And I'm shuffling my cards. Is James with us? Uh, I know he came with us to the 
constable, but I don't yeah. know he's coming down with us. He's actually going to stay up with Sarah. I'm going to see if I can help organize the search, just in case he is still in the city. All right, we'll let you know. I do all one cowed. Cows. Good news? Do not be afraid. And I am not afraid. All right, split up. So, about halfway down into the chambers that you've been before, Brasham shouts at one of the other guards and directs them to lead Euseline to the Venasi bodies. Okay, what are you doing? Me first? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question so, for the DM. Yes. Does Zone of Truth apply to Speak with Dead? It does not. Does anything? Is it? Okay. No. Okay. Shit. Okay. Never mind. But I'd know that. Right? Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah. So the guard takes you down a couple other corridors, definitely not as deep as where you had been before, and brings you to a row of cells of like, I'm going to go ahead and say like six cells. Okay. All of them with bodies lying on the ground with sheets covering them. In in some of the cases, there are still bits of cloth hanging from fixtures in the ceiling. Right. In at least two of the cases, the person in the cell had flipped up the bed on its side, or end to end. Mm-hmm. tied the sheet to the bed legs on top and hung themselves like that. Very painful way to go. In also three of the cells, it looks like the people in them had used some part of the bed to cut themselves in some spot and used the blood to write on the wall to preserve the natural order. <laughs> Gross. I just, like, make face, like... Is one of them the lawyer? Was one of them the lawyer? One of them was the lawyer. Oh. <laughs> Dommage. Uh, he wasn't one of the ones that had cut himself, but he was one that had... He was one of them in the cell. Down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to his body. Okay. I, I lift off the sheet, and I guess Speak was dead. Okay. The corpse lays there, and suddenly there's this rattling breath as his chest... Expands out. You have your questions to ask. I have three, I think. Five. Five, yeah, I thought so. Silas Town. Where is Leroy Brown? I do not know. Do not lie to me. We will find him one way or another. So I ask you again. Where is Leroy Brown? I do not know. But you are aware that he escaped, are you not? Otherwise, you would have told me that he is in his cell where he's supposed to be. Correct? Yes. Are you lying to me? No. I hold my eyes so out, I hit the back of my skull and come right back. Why did you kill yourself? Not to preserve the natural order, because killing yourself would do no good for it. So why did you kill yourself? Secrets to keep. And with that, the breath leaves his body. Hmm. 
I stand back up. Is it Gaud- is it Gaudzo? Yeah, he's kind of keeping his distance from you. <laughs> I turn to him. Do you have any idea which of these was the lowest ranking members of the Nazi? Um. Did you question them at all when you brought them in? We you just throw them-, them in the cell and just question them in the morning because your beauty slip. Now calm down a little bit. Any indication of which of these was the lowest member of the Nazi? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Did you not question them when you brought them in? We just brought them in tonight. Um, orders were to question them in the morning. To question them in the morning. Why? <laughs> Why wait? Razer, who decided that their getting their beauty sleep was more important than questioning their prisoners? Um, I, I don't know. I'm just paid to watch at the door. Who's your supervisor? What is his name? Um, that, that'd be, uh, uh, Chief Guard Brasham. Where is he? Currently escorting your companion to the, to Brown's cell. I'm going to have some welds for him. <laughs> okay. Look at these other fuck elves. Okay. <sighs> nope, I'm not going to do that. Well... What, are you gonna, what were you going to do? No. You know what? I'm going to fucking do that. Yeah. I cast Ray's dead. I thought that would be a thing. What? Okay. <laughs> They've been dead? Less than 10 days. Less than 10 days. Oh, shit. Go for it. No, wait. They have to willingly come back to their body. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could give it a shot. Because being dead is being dead, but the idea of like, hey, you could come back. They don't know exactly what they're coming back into, but. Yeah. Do you want to do it on that guy or do you want to do it on the librarian? Is he is he down here too? The librarian is down here. The lawyer, though. The lawyer had less invested, though. Because he was a lawyer and that was his perfect. Yeah. Try it on the lawyer. Yeah. That might work. <sighs> yeah. Cool. Talia can punch him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so actually, after I'm done, you know, reading you the riot act, get me some manacles. Uh, why? I give you a look, like... Right? Okay. Yeah, yes. Um... He runs. <laughs> he runs. Yeah, he, he, he runs down to the end of the hall and like sh- <laughs> uh, shouts like out it. I need some manacles down here, <laughs> and like That's disappears out the door. <laughs> so, in about two minutes, you have a set of manacles. As I am. Uh, they are, yeah. Would you please shackle this corpse to the wall? Uh. Looks like he's about to ask why, but upon seeing the look you're giving him, just like, yep. <laughs> Good man. I start um, setting up Ray's dead. Okay. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Getting answers that you and your company were not able to get. So you set up the ritual. Talia, switching over to you. Brasham is leading you deeper and deeper back down to where they had held that first gnome. The first Venasi 
mm-hmm. member that you guys had captured and brought in. So Talia, Brasham is leading you lower and lower back to where you had first interrogated that Venasi member that was captured. Oh, mm-hmm. such good memories in this cell. And as you get down to it, it is actually the exact same cell. Of course it is. The door is currently standing open. The room is simple. There's a bed that is bolted to the floor. It's very simple, bare bones cell. I'm going to first go in there and just smell. Okay. And see what I can smell. Make a perception check. 17. The room smells of damp, mildew, shit, sweat, a little bit of blood, but like old. Old, okay. There is something you notice, though. When somebody is in a space for, for any sort of amount of time, you have picked up on the fact that their scent gets everywhere pretty quickly. You remember bits of Leroy's scent from the trial. Mm -hmm. You don't smell any of it here. Not on the door, not on the bed, nothing. But she smelled it during the trial. I smelled it during the trial though. Mm -hmm. Mm. Son of a fucking bitch. Mm. I don't say anything to the guard that led me down here. Mm -hmm. I literally, sorry, out of accent, I literally turn around, stomp out, and head right back up to James. Okay, just like- I'll, I'll, I'll get to her in a second. Okay. I'm right for James. Okay. You find James actually on his way out of Sarah's office. Oh, Talia, uh, thought you were downstairs. Yeah, came right back up. At what point did he leave your custody? Technically never in my custody. He was in constable custody the entire, uh, he, he was put into- No, no, const- no, from the courthouse. You confronted him at the courthouse and let him out. At what point did you leave him in someone else's custody? And who was that? Uh, I left him in. I left him with uh, constables that met me at the front door of the station house. Do you know who they were? I recognize some of them. Uh, Find them. All right. Uh, and I kind of like, I actually grab him and like pull him a little bit closer. He was never in the cell to begin with. Shit. Yeah. I'm gonna go check on my wife. Okay. Come back to me. Fuck. Is there, wind, is there something nearby that's like movable? That's not a person? Yeah, there's like a decorative table nearby with some flower vases on it. Awesome. I literally grab the table and toss it on the other side of the room. Okay, yeah. The, the vases smash and clatter. Bits of paper that were on it just go flying. And a number of people turn and look at you, but don't do anything. Then I stop. Fuck. Is Sarah's door still open? Yeah. Okay. I reach inside my bag and, like, grab a small pouch of, like, five gold and literally, like, chuck it in there. Sorry! And then head back down. (laughs) Damn it! So I'm gonna go check on her now. Okay. So you get down there in the middle of her setting up the ritual. Have I begun to cast it yet or I'm still setting it up? You're casting it. Okay. Before I start casting it, I say, uh, Undertaker, I hope you'll forgive me for this, but I need answers. Uh, should I? I would rather you stay. Okay. <laughs> I come back in. Oh. She's been at this for like 20 minutes. 
Yeah, she'll take another 40 for it. Is that the lawyer? I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> what is she doing? It's a fun surprise. Uh, just make sure to shield your eyes, though. Uh, when? You know what? Not your eyes. Just, you know. You haven't been swimming in the last eight hours, have you? Did no. You, did you eat anything earlier today that was solid? He shakes his head nervously. All right. Um, are you able to bear children? <laughs> like what? Can't. Uh, are, are you able to produce children? Yeah. Just just cover you when it's happening. <laughs> And, then, and, then, and, I, and, I, and I say, I say, we don't quite know all the side effects yet. And I continue casting. Poor guard rolled a four on insight. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll be back. Um, I gotta get some information. I just want to make sure she was okay. Just keep an eye on her for. Just remember to protect the the boy. And um, I'll go. What? what? I, I just go back upstairs. <sighs> bad habits from me. You know what? I'm in a piss poor mood. Someone's getting right. it. So in the time it takes you to get back upstairs, you enter the main hall and James spots you and comes up to you. So from what I'm able to gather, six of the seven constables I handed him over to are accounted for. Great. And uh, the seventh... The seventh, uh, was named Keldon. No one knows where he is. Nobody knows when he left. He was still supposed to be on duty. Do the constables here have like personal effects? They have lockers. Is there anything in his? Doesn't matter what it is. I was just on my way to check. You want to come? Following you, boss. Right, so he leads you back to what are is essentially a locker dressing room area mm-hmm. for people getting into uniform and stuff. Walks you right past people, and there there are currently constables coming in and out. Some putting on uniform. Almost everybody that's going in is not in uniform, coming out in mm-hmm. uniform. So it. it's kind of like an all hands on deck situation. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah. You go to the locker and you see there are two constables there ahead of you standing next to it mm-hmm. and they nod at James when he approaches. These were the two that I recognized from the group earlier. So how well did you two know Kilden? No one knew him really. Kept to himself. Came to work and just left after a shift. Seemed like a nice enough fellow but always the nice ones you have to look out for. This is his, and James is just like, yep. And he looks at the lock, <laughs> just gives it a tug, <laughs> and it just clicks open. That's a neat trick. <laughs> yeah, teach you that sometime. And just tosses it over his shoulder and opens up the locker. And Leroy Brown is in there. <laughs> <laughs> what is in there? Couple things. An extra uniform, a service revolver, currently empty, 
a short sword that is technically useful. It all constables carry it, mm-hmm. it but it's 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 mostly symbolic of their position. And a box, a small box, four or five inches in diameter, round, with the top sitting underneath it. The inside is lined with a soft velvet mm-hmm. with a indentation in the middle for something disc-shaped. Is there anything else inside that box? Make an investigation check. 19. Oh, nice. So looking at it, there's nothing else inside the box, but turning it over, there's actually something carved very small on the back of it. A symbol you haven't actually seen him put on much, but you've been to his shop enough times to recognize the mark of Ernest's shop. Whatever this was, he got up from Ernest. You don't think? I hate to wake his ass up, but... All right, first things first, and then I actually, like, stick my... It's gonna be gross. I just stick my head sort of, like, right up into the locker and take a big whiff. Okay. Make a perception check. Nat 20? No, nat 1. <laughs> a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. You people seriously need to learn how to use deodorant. Like, for real. And I look at the other <laughs> constables, like, you, you wear deodorant, right? They kind of nod and look at each other, just like, and then one kind of just, like, tries to discreetly <laughs> smell himself. Can I try again? Given the situation, I'll say, yeah, sure. Okay. <sighs> hey, that's better. That's much better. Um, seven, eight, nine, twenty. Twenty, nice. All together. All right, so, yeah, so... <laughs> Do it again. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a heavy scent of B.O. That uniform isn't a fresh change. Ugh. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> gross. Nixie is like grossed out by this. <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew. Imagine my, how I feel. Ugh. I Ugh. can smell it. Is it the same smell? As? As the one in the cell. You caught some smells off of the door when you investigating there. Sorry, I should have cl- I should have clarified this down there. Uh, you caught some sense on the door, specifically the outside of the door from people coming and interacting with it. Mm-hmm. You detected no sense inside the cell. That smelled like Leroy Brown. That smelled like Leroy Brown or really smelled like anybody recent. I can guarantee, I look at James. I can guarantee you, they did not even make it down there. Like at all. Him or Brown never entered that cell and never went anywhere near it. All the smells in there were old and they didn't smell like him. Or Brown. Damn. Um, I look at one of the guards. I need somebody to go get Ernest Felsen. Don't use his last name. He's, he runs the Devil's Delights over in the library. The constables are just kind of like looking to each other, just like uh, James speaks up. Room number five at the ship's maiden. Don't use his last name. Right. And they go. Wolf's fangs, I hope he doesn't get pissed off at me. Somehow doubt that. 
Of course not. I'm so charming at 3 a.m. Well, this is great. And I have the box in my hand and I slam the locker really hard. Yeah. Just great. Well, but on the plus side, one of them's coming back to life, so that's going to be interesting. Wait, what? They got a cleric on the DMP side. Yeah, but she's raising one of them. The lawyer. You want to watch? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Get everyone down here. Get some popcorn. <laughs> just watch. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, the chief constable should be there for that too? Or? No. No, okay. And no, let's just surprise down. her. <laughs> he, he comes down with you. Yeah. And upon seeing this, and Selena, I'd say you're near completion with the ritual. Like mm -hmm. you've been at this maybe 50 minutes. Okay. And the guard is still kind of standing there this whole time. He's just, yeah, he's just <laughs> kind of standing there. What's your name, son? Grill. Well, Grill. I'll take it from here. Go on and uh, report to Brasham. Tell him that we are continuing with interrogation of the corpses. Right. Oh, thank you, mother. <laughs> he leaves quickly. <laughs> Not running, but you know, quickly. I kind of like snicker as he leaves the room. You employ some assholes, James. I'm just letting you know. I don't work here. This. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. Or I wasn't talking about him. Quiet from the back, please. Sorry. Uh, you continue with the ritual. After yelling at you two to be quiet. So she's like actually gonna bring him back? I think they have to want to come back in the first place or something. It's tricky. Don't, I have absolutely no idea how the nuances or rules work, but I mean, yeah, she can. The first time she did it, it didn't work because the soul wasn't available to come back or something like that. But she can technically. Uh, kind of like leans back against the cell on the opposite side, and just crosses his arms and just looks very interested at what's happening. I just kind of like lean back. It's like, yeah, I've seen this, <laughs> sort of. So Celine, as you go about completing the ritual. It comes to its completion. And there's this sense. And uh, Talia, you and James feels this as well. There's this groaning that starts and echoes. It sounds like the groaning of wood creaking, like some immense door opening. And everything around you just like shifts suddenly. And when it stops, you're not sure if everything is the way it was before or if everything's subtly different. I don't see the door, do I? You don't see it? But I'm definitely aware of it. You know what it is. Oh, yeah. shit. Ooh, that's a new one. And there's suddenly this horrible <gasps> as the lawyer takes a breath and starts to cough. Suddenly his body goes rigid and then relaxes and he struggles to get into a sitting position. 
What? By the grace of the Undertaker, you have been returned to life. Hi. Looks down at his wrist. No. No, 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 I'm supposed to be dead. You have fulfilled yours to the Venasi. You are free. You have died to protect the natural order. You are no longer bound to them. He just, like, is kind of... In his struggle to sit up, he, like, caught sight in the corner of his eye of the bodies lining up in the cells beyond. And he's just staring at the sheet-covered forms. And then his eyes quickly, like, fly up to the ceiling where there's still a bit of the sheet that he used to hang himself. And then back to you. I'm just smiling. What are you? Didn't we get this settled in court? (laughs) I am your salvation and your reckoning. I'm supposed to be dead. Yes, you are, but you are not. You would have been able to stay dead if you had been a bit more cooperative. But don't worry, I'm sure that soon you will return to the arms of the Undertaker. After we have gotten the information that we need from you. Where is Leroy Brown? I don't know. First take out my bone dagger. I cut my hand. And I cast Bane. Ooh, okay. Bane. Charisma saving throw. He does actually make that. Okay. Cast on a truce. Okay. Charisma again. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your spell save, DC? 16. He makes it. So he saves against it? Mm-hmm. Do you indicate that he saved at all? Or no. that you... Does he know Do that? you let me know? That... Does he know that he saved? Yeah, because he can tell that the spell is was cast. That's part of the spell. And you can tell... He doesn't that... have to roll a disadvantage because he just came back to fucking life. Actually, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, no, that, that's actually a valid point. Because uh, there are some consequences for Ray's dead coming back to life. Hang on. Because, yeah, it's an ordeal. Uh, takes a minus four penalty. Okay, hang on. Yeah. He would have still... Uh, you said 16, yeah, for the, uh, Bane. the Bane. He would still save on that. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Zone of Truth, no, he would not save against that. Excellent. He rolled, like, a 19, and he has, like, a plus six to charisma save. Uh, so. yeah. Oh, the so. fucking warrior. You really are insisting on doing this the odd way, aren't you? Zone of truth in effect. <laughs> he just kind of stays quiet. You know, the more we cooperate with us, the more incentive we have to make your return to the arms of the Undertaker less painful. Talia smiles real big. But see, here's the thing. We got woken up in the middle of the night to find out that Leroy Brown had escaped. So we're not exactly in the best of moods. So I'm going to ask you this again. Where is Leroy Brown? All intimidation? Yeah. I'm helping. I, given the whole circumstance, f- never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Nat 20. Plus some sheep. <laughs> he also did roll very good, but it wasn't a net 20. I, I, I don't know. Okay? 
You have no inclination of where he might be. He's probably on his way back to headquarters. Is it not the headquarters in Dusktown? Um, yeah. Uh, but you knew he was going to escape. That was... It was a contingency. A contingency. A con- there was a contingency if we lost. If. If. If we lost, he would be taken into custody. He would be met at the front gate by, by someone we had on the inside. Hmm. That person was tasked with the responsibility of devising a way for him to escape, upon which he would make his way by the fastest means possible back to Duskdown. If he escaped, it means it works. I'm supposed to be dead. You're not. I turn to Talia. Talia is enraged but like silently enraged. Mm -hmm. So you had a man on the inside. Is that how all of you found out how that gnome died? Yes, he was one of the guards present in the lower levels when, when that occurred. Do you know how he died? Do you know the details of it? report was you magically terrorized him into a heart attack. He dies screaming in pain and in fear. I start taking steps forward to him. Now imagine just staying in that state. You know, not dying though. Just continuous terror and madness until eventually your mind breaks. And death never comes to relieve you from it. Keep rolling lower and lower. (laughs) Please just kill me. Oh, we are not going to kill you. Not yet. A town to James. Can you make sure that this man is kept under constant surveillance at all times? Arms spread. What else do you need from him? I don't know. But I'm not going to allow him to find peace until I know for absolute certain that I need nothing else from him. There's going to be trouble, Selene. I give you a look. Clearly, the, the constables cannot be bothered to keep constant watch over one prisoner. One prisoner who's supposed to be dead. He is not dead, though. I am very much aware of that fact. I'm not following. I've seen some weird shit. I assume you have. Bringing someone back from the dead. Hours. Not minutes, not seconds. Hours. After they've gone. Just about the weirdest shit I've seen. And I know there's going to be a lot of people interested in the fact you can do that. I'm a cleric of the Undertaker. I think that returning a person to life should be powerful as a cause at this point. Does that put her in danger? 
Why would it? Selene, how many clerics of the Undertaker do you think there are? Scratch that. How many clerics do you think there are in this district? Handful. Two. Including you. The only other cleric I know of is of the mother. Sorry, I know of a couple other clerics. The only other cleric in this district I know of is of the mother. She is in her 70s. I heard she brought someone back after they immediately fell off a scaffold. And she happened to be right at hand. You've done that. I've done that plenty of times. Well, enough times. To me. To you. She is the elder of the two clerics of the mother that I know of. One of them, last I checked, was on their way to District 3. I don't even know if that individual has ever managed so much. I'm going to put a pin in that for a moment. So what is... I reiterate. What is... That going to put her in danger? He's going to draw a hell of a lot of attention. I have a better idea. You see, when you hang someone, sometimes the neck doesn't quite break all the way. And it seems that they are dead. <sighs> That'll be a hard sell, but... It makes more sense than being able to bring someone back from the dead. If what you are telling me is the case. Which, again, going to put a pin in that and deal with that later. Uh, I hold up my hand. One more question. Who would she be in danger from? Good question. Why Why would I be in danger at all? So I have this... I can do some pretty cool shit. Isn't that what we do in the DMP? Celine? Stop for a second. I don't understand. Ask me that question when we are alone. Did you ask everything that you wanted from this guy? I don't know, but I... No, if you're in danger, I'm not taking any fucking chances. I'm not in danger. You don't know that. Celine. where we are, I cannot tell you exactly who. I don't understand. But, yes, if this gets out to certain people, you could be in danger. More to the point... There are people close to you who could be in danger. Upon hearing that, I turn around and I shoot him. No, nothing. Right in the head. No, done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to make you roll for it because he's chained up currently. Yeah, no, I turn yeah. around. He's gone. Dead. Death whispers. It like it just it like materializes in my hand. Two shots to the head. No, I'm, I'm done. No. I'm not risking you or the kids. Or anybody else we've got on our side. I'm gonna make Death Whisper go away. Immediately, like as soon as you make Death Whisper go away, three guards appear uh, at the end at the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. Two two of them with swords drawn. One of them with service revolver drawn. It's like, what's going on? Put that thing somewhere else, son. Upon seeing just the three of you and James, they kind of just, like, look at each other and she's, everything all right, Captain? 
Everything's fine. What are you... We heard gunshots. Hell, how do you hear gunshots? You see anybody here that has a gun? I run over to the body, and I am, um... Can I, like, heal it enough to close up the bullet wound? <laughs> you, like, you, you go to move off, and uh-huh. James kind of just, like, grabs your wrist, kind of, like, hiding it, the motion behind his body. <laughs> go back to your station. God forbid anybody else get out of this secure facility. Yeah. <laughs> you held him go. If you convince you heard a gunshot, check with your man. They're the ones that have the revolvers. Right. Hang on, actually. <laughs> Good job, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 18 versus 9 plus stuff. So That's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> they ran off, and James lets you go. Sorry, if you ran over to his body, they'd look. We have to get to dusk down. Cavern. Yeah. How many troubleshooters we got in air like right now? About a dozen, why? Celine? Talia? How'd you feel about opening a door? I stretch and crack my knuckles. I think I can do that. Door to where? <laughs> I just glinted you. How'd you feel about raiding the Vanasi headquarters in an hour? Why wait an hour? Because I want some backup. How would you How would you feel about getting those dozen troubleshooters together in raiding the Venasi headquarters? Right now. It smiles. Give me an hour. You thought that Meet. shit was cool? You just wait. Meet me over at DMP headquarters. We're gonna wait here for Honest. Have some things right. to inform you about. I don't understand. I don't either, but I think what James was implying, after he leaves, mm-hmm. I think what he was implying is that what you can do, nobody else can. And that puts you on, that can put you on certain people's radar. I'm saying all of this in next week, actually, because right. I don't want anyone to overhear me. That could put you on certain people's radar. Well, doesn't that, everyone in the DMP have unique abilities? I would assume so, but not like that. I've got unique abilities. I can shoot really, really good. That's a dime a dozen. You, you are a rarity. And I don't want to take that chance. Not with you or the kids. I cannot be the only one who can do this. The mother is the god of life. Certainly our clerics are able to breathe life back into the dead. Maybe they are, but You've been growing and gaining power. Doesn't sound like they were able to. I I just you know, I, I touch your cheek. I just don't want to risk you. I can take care of myself. I know you can, but I wanna take care of you too. And together we can take care of anything. But perhaps you're right. Honestly, on a, on a slightly more selfish reasoning, I really just wanted to shoot him. Yeah, that's a, that that makes sense. That's fair. So, if you want to, I will say you can you can use like cure wounds to kind of close up the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, level one. Yeah, sure. 
So I'm not actually really curing anything, not really yeah. healing anything. I'm just closing up the... Yeah. I just put a band-aid on his head, like, boop, yeah. he hit his head. <laughs> oh, and use, I use plastidigitation to clean up the inevitable splatter of brains and shit. All yeah, that yeah. Huh. <laughs> Meat click. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, so you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in our show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks on new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.